Hello, everybody, and welcome to Black Talk Radio. It's Wednesday. I got my guest with me, Bileka, in the building, and we're Holla. and we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff tonight. Holla. So first things first, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, just trying to stay safe in this coronavirus world. Now, don't worry, we black. Don't worry, we good. Period. Yeah, we good. What's what? Like, what's what's more difficult, coronavirus or a police? Right, we do a police so Corona. We eat those. Right, exactly. <laughs> like we, we, we could, you know, we could, we, we got it covered. Yeah. But first things first, we're gonna get into some media topics, and then I'm gonna do an interview with you. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, and yeah, we're just gonna get right into it. So our first topic is Apple is reportedly allowing you know people to unsend text messages with their new update. What? Honestly, yeah. Um, according to Business Insider, it's only going to be available through iMessage, though. Mm-hmm. And, like, you'll get, like, a little notification that says um, the message has been unsent. I guess similar to how Instagram has it. Yeah. I feel like... It's too much. Honestly, I'm the type of person, like, I said what I said. I sent what I sent. Yeah. So, if I don't... I won't ever really feel the need to unsend a text message. See, see I'm a creep on, on Instagram, so... I don't like people knowing that I send it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just too much, man. Yeah, I feel like it's not that serious. Me too. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, this, they're making life so much more complicated than it actually is. Yeah, I feel like at this day and, like, this day and age, people are just super sensitive, so that's oh, why. Yeah. Oh, hella sensitive. That's why they feel the need. But honestly... <laughs> It probably makes causes more conflict because, you know, yeah. conflict sells. Chaos sells. I feel like it will because, you know, people going to be like, oh, why'd you un- why did you um unsend that message? Right, Stuff right, right, like right. that. Right, so right. it's just like, mm, yeah. I don't know. I don't care about that. Like, see, I don't know. I'm not that, uh, I'm not that, uh, what, what the hell? Oh, all right. Hey, <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know he would say, hey, hey, brother. Hello, person that has just entered the studio. Oh, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. I'm hey. Kristen. Nice I'm to meet you. Well, yeah, you're the one you've been talking to. That's the manager. Perfect. Oh, he hey, manager. Hey, manager. He hey, manager. all the money. Hey, manager. All the money. Right. Honestly, though, mm-hmm. unsending your text messages, I think it's for punks. If you unsend your unsend your text messages, you're a punk. Yeah, but for real, like, you know, stand behind your words. Right. Like, you said what you said. Right. When I say, hey, hey, baby, that dress is looking real good, <laughs> I just press the send. I don't care. I be DMing them. And that's just that on that. I mean... Hey, yeah, you know, I be feeling some type of way when I be seeing that unsend. I didn't realize. That yeah. You brought it up. yeah, like what? What? Just send it. Like, um, people do that to me a lot, and I don't know why. Um, you know, I do get like a lot of inquir- inquiries and stuff about my show, but yeah. you know, sometimes it just takes time for me to get back to people, and I feel like if I don't get back in the time manner that they want, right, right, right. that they start sending stuff. I don't know. Some girl said, I sent some bad text messages. I wish I could take uh, take back. It's okay. Uh, it's all right, shorty. <laughs> Moving on to our next topic. So, for those of you who watch the Real Talk show, you guys know um, Adrian Bailon. She's on there. She was also on, like, you know, a couple movies, like Cheetah Girls, things of that nature. Mm. But she's getting a lot of backlash right now because a clip resurfaced from 2017. Uh-huh where she basically said that she doesn't wash her hands after she uses the bathroom at home because she's at home. 
and you know a fan in the audience during the show was like you need to wash your hands after use the restroom period and then she was like nah and then she was like um what did i touch like it's my house she was like you know i it's not like i touch my behind like i'm using tissue i just feel like at your big age big age you thought (laughs) you thought it was okay to come on tv and say that you don't wash your hands after using the bathroom yo let me follow up question to her is (laughs) how often has she ever hired pink eye because you know pink eyes when you get fecal matter around your eyes like that's just gross to me oh yeah oh she knows fecal matter she knows it very well i just feel like (laughs) that's gross you have to wash your hands like if i understand her the logic behind it right Mm -hmm. But the reason why you have to wash your hands is because dirt is like, they're called like microbes. Like you can't see it. Mm, Exactly. It's so small. That's why you have to wash and get into your nails. And you know, she got big nails like you. (laughs) Yeah. She got dookie chips all over her house and shit like that. (laughs) It's fucking gross, man. Yeah. It's, um, it's really a no for me. I just feel like that's unacceptable. And I feel like you have kids. Yeah. Right. 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 So, right. are you teaching your kids that they don't have to wash their hands at home? Think about this. You know when you cough, right? That cough stays in the air for like a minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so can like fecal debris, like from the bathroom and stuff like that. That's why they want you to put the spray. That's mm-hmm. why you close the door if you take that shit. Because you don't want that, that fecal matter particles to be sprayed all around the air. Exactly. I just feel like with this whole corona... And I, I feel like she's getting so much backlash. Mm-hmm because of the climate that we are in with um the coronavirus yeah. and yeah she's getting dragged sorry <laughs> it's funny because like you know i've seen that meme where people are like hey make sure you wash your hands and this that, that, that. i didn't know that was that big of a problem i always wash my hands i'll tell you what though if i ever see somebody i was at the airport when i told you i just came from new york shout out mm-hmm. to new york and uh oh there it is there it is there it is there it is hey 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 hey. every time i talk to somebody in new york you know what they kept saying they would start their sentence saying new york and end it with new york for real yeah yeah, like you saw new york right so you want to go to times square right you want to take 40 seconds you go down and you're gonna meet that's how we talk to you (laughs) right right new york i was like why does it end the beginning with new york but anyhow like i was at the airport and i saw a dude come out of the stool and he didn't wash his hands i was like yo this nigga's filthy Yo, it's been so many times I've been to public restrooms as a woman, yeah. and I've seen women, like, walk out and not wash their hands. That's gross. I'm just like... Yo, that's nasty. Ew. Yeah, you gotta get that. You gotta get it. I'm telling you, the nail with the fecal matter, you gotta touch it up. Get that, you get lather it up. 20 I'm just seconds. like, it doesn't even take that long to wash your hands for real. Like, that's just being mad lazy. How long do you think it takes to really wash your hands? Um, or should I feel like 50 seconds. 50 seconds. Okay, I like, you know, I like, I like your approach. You know, do you have like a technique? Like first wet your hands, then put the soap, right. rub, 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 rinse. Okay, I'm really judging you because that was subpar. You want to get right in between the fingers and then you want to get those nails. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, rub. Get, you know, you really should get the, the wrist too. I mean, but that's, you know. Yeah, everybody wash your hands. Moral yeah. of the story today. If you don't learn anything else from this episode. Just wash your hands. Wash your hands. Please. <laughs> wash his damn hands. <laughs> Moving on to our next topic now. London Medical Research uh, Center is offering volunteers, um, they're paying them almost $5,000 to inject them with the coronavirus. 
And then they're going to be like testing different medicines on them to uh, see if it works. Would you do it for five thousand dollars? Shit, Sally May has been on my ass. <laughs> no, it's like no, because there's there's certain complications you don't know. But that's mm-hmm. how medicine works. It's funny how they said it out loud, but that's how medicine works. Right. Like the trial and error. Right. She probably do it on like prisoners that are on death row. Do it on them. I feel like <laughs> the look on your <laughs> Why the prisoners that are on death row like? You know, to see if it works or not. I mean, they're on death because row because they're in prison. Well, they're on death. Oh, no, you know that was insensitive because somebody just got killed that shouldn't have been killed on death row. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my fault. I was, you know, bad joke. My, my, my fault. Um, I just feel like five thousand dollars not enough because like the likelihood <laughs> of you dying is so high. Yeah. So it's just like. Hmm, what is death really worth? What is a mill? For a meal? No, I I personally don't think like any amount of money is like worth me losing my life, yeah. or and they're quote unquote calling them human guinea pigs. That's, that's, that's science though, right? Like you need like those. Guinea yeah, pigs. it is, but I feel like they could pay them more. Yeah. Like five thousand dollars, that's nothing. Matter of fact, rather than why would you inject somebody with coronavirus and see if it works? Why don't you just work with somebody that has coronavirus, right? <laughs> Nah, because dead ass. Like, they already... I feel like they have nothing to lose. Right, they already got it. They got the corona. <laughs> it's the... Like, they might be grateful. It's like, all right, you could try it, because... Right! I'm in kind of in a lose-lose. Like, it's either right. you try it, and I maybe survive, or... I already got it. I die. Right. So... It's like, well, imagine you have HIV. Yeah, let's try these pills. Let's see if it works. Right. You already got it. But it says that the process, um, volunteers will be given like a variety of tests before they're selected as participants. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be given two strains of the virus, which are expected to cause mild respiratory like symptoms. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they're going to be treated with new or existing vaccines. And in addition, they have to have like a certain diet. They can't, you know, go outside. They're going to be restricted Mm -hmm. and they can't do exercise. Yeah, I was confused about that a little bit. Wouldn't that help you out? Because that gives you, like, good endorphins and stuff like that to, like, exercise and be active. Or, like, sweat it out. Because I don't even know. Because aren't they saying, like, the coronavirus, like, has, like, flu-like symptoms? Right, right, right. So I guess no exercise so they can't sweat it out. Because you know, like, how they say you could sweat out a cold and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it forces you to drink more fluid and stuff like that, more, like, mm-hmm. liquids and stuff like that. All right, let me... Can I shout out a couple people? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, let's shout out um, Glow D, Ala, hate you. Uh, Moisa, uh, hate you too. Sac City, holla. Uh, Moisa said, I sent some bad text messages. I wish I could take back. Oh, yeah, get out of here. Right. Um, Sac City said, unsending a text or a message shows a flow in character. I don't know what I meant a flow. That shows a, a flaw. You mean a, a flaw, flaw? A flaw in character? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yo, I agree. Wait. Hey, <laughs> let me wave right back to you, holla. Hey, you, um, uh, how's Victor? Lahala, wave. I've never done this before, but you know, you have to be shouting a out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sac City Joint, let me wave at you. Holla, play. Holla, holla at me when you see me in the streets. Okay. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out to everybody. <laughs> if you want to shout out on my live, let me know. Hit me up. Mm, you know, you know the vibes. Mm-hmm. So, in conclusion, I don't think that that is worth, you know, getting injected with coronavirus five thousand dollars that's nothing that can't even pay my tuition right like if you like make it money talk well, yeah <laughs> no you're absolutely right make like is it a you gotta get a home am i gonna am i gonna get a business with this like 
$5,000, that's really not that much. Because you know not. you're going to be taxed. So what is it, $2,500 you are really getting? And then I'm going to be dead. Right. Dead as fuck. Right, dead as fuck with the corona. <laughs> no. Move on to our next topic. Right. Um, There's a new app, a dating app, and it's called Dinky One, and it caters to men with small packages. Dinky One? Yeah, so apparently there's this new app that has been created. The founder is David Minns, and, you know, he says, Dinky One lets smaller men date people outside their circle of friends with the safety that everyone using this site is fully aware. Members can focus on shared interests and get on with dating. America's so great. I just feel like, wow, did they really make an app for this? Yeah. America's so great. The fact that a guy can make an app like this. This is incredible. You know how many insecure men are going to feel so comfortable being on that app? Yeah, but, like, that's so, I feel like, unnecessary. I feel like unnecessary, like, well, I, I mean, I'm against dating apps, period. Because really? I, I just think they're mad weird. Uh-huh. Like, I'm also not even a proponent of, like, meeting people through social media and, like, dating them. Because I also feel like that's, like, low-key weird. But we're, we're in the modern era. That's how people communicate. Look how, we, I found, yeah. look, how I oh, look how you found me. Right. But <laughs> I feel like that's different. First of all, would you date him? So I was going to say, would you date a man on this app, but you wouldn't date nobody on this app? Yeah, I'm not doing dating apps. And I feel like a lot of people on dating apps are creepy. First of all, size is subjective. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. Right. So if you're 4'11", and a dude is 5'3", you can still pound it in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, if he's 5'3", and he's trying to get at a girl that's 6'2", we can understand some, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the size is subjective, you know. I mean, I don't got that problem. I also feel like how how are you going to know on this, like you said, size is subjective. So say for you get that, say for a girl gets the app, right? Yeah, yeah. She starts talking to dude, she starts feeling dude. Uh-huh. And, like, she, I guess, assumes it's a certain size, but then it's, like, it's just no way to. Let me ask you this. You think on the app, you know, when you like fill out like the application. Oh, the, like, like, it's the size? size. I don't know. That's mad weird. <laughs> mad weird. And like, I mean, you have to show proof too, right? So it's like take take a picture by a, by a ruler in a newspaper. Like I don't know. Like, and I also feel like why? I just if you're really trying to like date or be like, I guess. I mean, I feel like this app is great for people that just want to have casual sex and like do hookup culture or whatever they yeah. call it, whatever. Oh, I, HIV, HPV, go get that. Oh, that okay, that culture. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's good for those people because at least they know what they directly getting themselves into. But I feel like if you're trying to find love or you want to date or something like that, yeah, then yeah. I'm kind of old fashioned in that sense. Like I still think it has to be like through a person you know, because mm-hmm. that that person is kind of like a safety net. Like he knows both those both parties, right. like he or she, whatever. Like you can't. I don't know. I just think you can't. Our ancestors aren't crazy when it comes to stuff. I also just feel like you, I feel like you have to be careful. Like. Mad crew talking. The the way people are on social media is not how they are in real life. No, hell no. Hell like, no. So. Hell no. I give you my best face on social media. It's very rare. Like, even to do this live right now, I'm not going to like this. I, I don't like people knowing too much about me. But I'm like, mm. this is a part of the business. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing mm-hmm. this interview. And, you know, I'm very honored to be here with you. So, I'll do this live. Right. Like, in theory, hell no. People don't need to know that much about me. You just need to know the, the, the inter- art form. Right. You know what I'm saying? How often would you say, like, you try to post or... Well, okay, so I have three pages. So I have 
Bantu Boys. I have my personal page, and I have What's the Hook. So mm-hmm. I post damn near every day, and I might post two or three times a day, but it'd be different pages. Mm. On my own personal page, I try to post, let's say, three or four times a week because I feel I and I need to post more because this is the business. Right. But at times, I'm just like, well, I don't want to be annoying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But people love it because I see like on the Bantu Boys, what we just de- we'll deal specifically with the culture like the Congo. Okay. People love it. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness, he doesn't like Mikate with, with peanut <laughs> butter. He's crazy. This, that, or whatever. So people feel like they know you, and then you start to build a fan base because you start to gain. There's an emotional connection, and I right. understand it. But if I don't post, it's not like oh, it's not like I. We have so much to post because we do so much. But it's just like I don't want to be annoying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because people have lies. I, res- I I respect other people's lies. Like, I respect that I'm not the thing they think about when they wake up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. people like rappers and, and, and NBA players and this, that. They, they need to be posting every day, every two, three hours. I'm like, <laughs> damn, they like, be... Be present. Be present in what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's super important. I feel like everyone has to find a balance. I feel like um with me, I post so much that sometimes it just is like, ugh. Yeah. I don't want to, it's like, I want to post and it'd be significant. I don't want to post and be like, oh, he posted again. Mm. You know what I mean? Another one. This I feel a, that. But, you know, that's the business world. Yeah, I mean, what can, what can you do, right? Yeah. yeah it's just, especially as a comic, like, Instagram is the comedy streets. Mm-hmm. So, like, like I have a show, like, so I have a show tonight, right? So, I'm going to post the show, like, the flyer tonight. So other comedians know, oh, he's out here. Right. Because they'll forget you, but they'll be like, hey, man, I saw you did that show. How was that show? Mm-hmm. You want to come on my show, brother? And <laughs> blah, 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 whoop, whoop, whoop. Well, people, if you're into, you know, little, you can get the Dinky One app. Um, you know, <laughs> explore, do what you got to do. Uh, I'm sending you all my good energy, my good love. Um, Our last topic for today, before we get into our interview is Wendy Williams, um, you know, had something to say about Nicki Minaj oh, no. and her marriage to Kenneth Penny Petty. Oh, no. So for those of you who don't know, Nicki and Wendy, they kind of been on bad terms for a good little while now. Yeah. Um, because, you know, Wendy has been saying stuff about Nicki and Nicki just hasn't been like fucking with it. But yesterday, you know, Wendy, she began to say you know, because Kenneth Petty, which is Nicki Minaj's husband, I talked about this last week, um, he has to register as a sex offender, and he was arrested because he didn't register as a sex offender in the state of California. Really? So, Wendy has something to say about that, and she basically said, um, and I quote, well, apparently the way the show is going today, we did not have enough time to get to Nicki Minaj's brother, which she later corrected as, you know, the husband. But let me tell you something, Nikki. That's going to be my first story tomorrow, and I'm going to lead with this. You should never mar- you should have never never married him because you now have ruined everything about your brand and what it could be. Again, you are never going to stand a chance with a man who pulls a knife at rape point. A registered sex offender, you are never going to stand a chance with the public. Nikki has yet to respond. But that is Wendy's feel on Nicki Minaj and her relationship. It's amazing how we like to be in other people's business. What, what, yeah, what, it's what, a little when, sick. When, when did he? Um, when did this happen? Um, did he pull this knife on this girl? He, he raped. He raped some young girl, or you? Um, uh, it's two sides to the story. It's, yeah. it's a side of saying that from like 
what okay what he's charged with is like rape he had to register as a sex offender yeah. what nikki what nikki had spoken out about it he said she said that they were dating and the mom found out that they were having sex and she was the mom was upset about that right. and that's what led to the mom going to the police yeah it happened to a couple of niggas i knew in high school like they were like 18 dating a 15 year old father popped uh found out hated it niggas now sex yeah offender. but i feel like why are you 18 dating a 15 year old like that's a problem within itself. Eighteen and fifteen, but it's twenty-one and eighteen. Yeah, I'm twenty-one, and I'm not gonna date anyone that's eighteen. Yeah, but that's different with a man and a woman. A man initiates. Uh... I feel like also with a dude. Why are you? If you're twenty-one, why are you dating someone that you like? That's not near able to go get drinks with you. Huh, that's interesting. Like, I feel like your limit, if you're 21, I feel like your limit really should be, like, 20, 19, all right? No, because that law of, like, 18 mm-hmm. is new and modern. If you look at, like, the history of men, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds crazy, but, you know, there'll be a nigga that'll be 30, the modern-day 30 would date a girl that's, like, 18 or 15. Right. Which is, like, now it's weird. And I think even psychologically it's weird, mm-hmm. right? But to think of somebody that's, like, 18 and let's say 18 15 18 or 16 i'm like and we listen to the same music we like the same clothes is that really like a oh, he's a he's a pedophile i mean i don't i don't know that's a philosoph- philosophical thing i mean i'm not i just, i like older women so it doesn't bother me <laughs> i just feel like it's just weird to me but like i don't know like for Wendy to say it's her brand, I mean, she's been around for like 15, 16 years. I think Nikki's. I feel like she doesn't care about her brand to the point where it's like, oh, I'm not gonna marry who I want type shit. Yeah, and plus, like, we don't know the relationship. We don't know who he is. You know what I'm saying? You know, we're just talking about social media, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even age. have social media. Right. So we don't. Whatever he they portray on social media is it's for us. We mm-hmm. don't know who they are intimately. Like, we don't go to sleep. We don't sleep. I would love to sleep with Nikki, but, like, we don't go to sleep with Nikki. Like, that's them. You know what I'm saying? If she's cool with them, then, and she may, and they're happy, that's what she has to deal with. It's not up to us. That's the problem. We don't want to feel fucking comfortable. We know. I feel like there's an entitlement to celebrities that a lot of people um feel. It's kind of weird, like, yeah. to state their opinions Yeah, so you shut on, li- on lives that aren't theirs. Right. Shut the hell up. Like, it's not... It's not Nikki's responsibility to make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not. As long as she's not doing anything crazy, killing babies or shooting people up or something <laughs> like that, go ahead, marry whoever you want. Look, I was, I'm not even in front of it. I held me, had me feeling some type of way when I found out she was married. I was like, what? Nikki's married? That's your crush. Her, Rihanna, I'm coming. All right, you heard it here <laughs> first, people. Coming real hot. I understand. <laughs> Those are your crushes. Oh yeah, holla. Okay, now the moment you've been waiting for, we're gonna get into your interview. Holla, are you guys ready? You guys ready for this interview? Hey, shout out to everybody on my live right now. Thank y'all for tuning in, sticking with me. Shout out to all my people on the East Coast, because I know it's nine o'clock, so it's a little late on oh, the air. Oh, you doesn't sleep though. We don't, so. <laughs> we'll be out there getting money, you know. You know, you know, you know the motherfucking vibes. Yeah, yo, let me see. <laughs> Hey, you want to go down on 40 seconds, you want to make a left, and Times Square is right there. I feel like that's not New York. That's giving me, like, Italian. What, what was the cops? Are all the cops Italian? Uh, and Irish? Not really. <laughs> so, first things first. Yes, ma'am. 
first interview question. Where are you from, and what made you start, you know, getting into all the things that you do? Because you do comedy, you're an actor, director, rapper. So, talk to us. Okay, so, my name is Baleka Wisa. I'm from Los Angeles, born and raised. By my Mm. family heritage, I'm first generation Congolese, so Democratic Republic of Congo. So, you remember when Muhammad Ali fought um, George Foreman, Rumble in the Jungle? I'm from that country. It used to be called Zaire. (laughs) So, um, born and raised here. Um, I always had a, my first love was always like sports or whatever, but I've always been creative. Mm-hmm. So like, um, stand-up is like my base. Like I love stand-up comedy. I like to make people laugh, like to make jokes, um, sketches, improv or whatnot. So like, um, stand-up has led me to do other things in art. So like, I like, I remember rapping at like 12, mm. like to be fun. You know, we used to do like funny raps. Right? You was in the, you was in the, uh, cafeteria, like. Hey. Yeah. Actually, no, actually, no, actually, in school, we were just hooping. But we mm-hmm. always make jokes because ballplayers, we just always, like, that's how you know you, what you call it, what, what do you call it? We're um, dirty dozens, all right, we're always talking shit, all right, ever, right? But we would rap on Saturday. So Saturday, mm. we'd go to Keenan and Corey's house. We used to fucking rap. Mm-hmm. And we used to make raps and battle. I remember my first rap was Pip Pip Cheerio. I'll never forget that lyric. You know, you know, you, you still remember the lyrics? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I wrote Pip Pip Cheerio, but I was like, that scratched in, and I made a Taco Bell rap. Okay. Yeah. You want to hear it? Go ahead, yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Bell, I want my beef cooked well. Well, five gorditas and a Mexican pizza. Give me some fries or I'll say goodbye. Hey. If it's all bloody, hey. you won't see my money. Okay. My mama says, what? what's that noise? Please, <laughs> we're not the beastie boys. Don't be mad because I got your honey. I saw walking around with a little bit of money. Oh, 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 oh. I wrote that in fucking eighth grade. <laughs> and I still remember that shit. Yeah. Nah, I'd be like that. That has a special place in your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, scratch that. Scratch rap. Play ball. Went, um, of course, went to college. Um, but in the middle of college, I was like, I just liked comedy. I was like, man, I really like comedy. I like improv mm-hmm. or whatever. So I got Did you go to school in LA? I um, went to school first in Virginia, then I transferred back here to LA. I went to Norfolk State, I went to HBCU. Okay, I love my HBCU. Oh yeah, holla. Then I came back, went to CSUN. Um, went to CSUN, then after CSUN went to uh, another HBCU, Charles Drew, which is a real school, small medical school mm-hmm. in, um, in South LA. All right, ever, right. But I always had this itch for stand-up, so like, I would always, like an undergrad, go to clubs, tell some jokes, blah, 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 whatever. So... In the midst of doing that, you discover other things. Like, it's like, hey, man, I should try improv, so I'll do improv. Mm-hmm. So I went to the UCB, did improv, and it helps, like, another form of your cre- brain, your creative brain. And it's funny because we had a series we were developing where, when my sister, where my, she would play a singer, so we made up another funny, like, song. Mm-hmm. Our comedian boys, the producer, would send us beats, Chris. He would just send us beats, right? And I was like, all right, I'm going to start writing lyrics to it because I can write. I always write these weak-ass poets. Right. Poems to these girls, all right, right? Oh, yeah, I'm one of those, right? You was a lover boy? Oh, real weak. <laughs> real mm. weak, all right? Why do we associate vulnerability with being weak, though? Because it's American. We don't respect black manhood. That's why. Anyhow, I digress. <laughs> so, what you call it? Uh, um, yeah, so I'll uh, write these poems, but he would send all these beats, and I would just write them, write them, write them, and I was just like, yo, I think you can actually do something with Sorry, mm-hmm. Especially now, the climate and the music has changed. Like, remember when we were talking off air? Like, when I was in New York, I, I could feel Illmatic, I could feel um, Get Rich or Die Trying, I could feel Mob Deep, I could feel Biggie. All right, right. 
those standards in the past are different than now. Mm-hmm. Now niggas are like they're foreign in their rap. Their rap, you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that because mm-hmm. rap is now global. Right. You, know, you don't have to be like I'm from LA, so I'm like I would never rap. I'm not an I'm not a gang member. Yeah. I'm not from Compton or anything like that. The standards have changed. So I was like, yeah, I think we can actually like do something. So like, just kept the past like three years have been like writing and rapping, and people have been like responsive to it. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, yeah, and it's funny because. The same type of, I know I'm on a rant, but the nah, same type of, good, good. <laughs> the same type of techniques that you use in stand-up when it comes to writing, mm-hmm. or it comes to writing a, a joke, or you do an improv, or in rap, it's all the same, it's just a different, pers- it's like, kind of like, looking at it from a different angle, because a bad joke can be a good lyric. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. A bad joke can be a good lyric. Yeah, a bad joke can be a good lyric, and then mm. vice versa, it can be the reciprocal of that, too. Um, so you said you grew up in LA. Um, how do you think that has like shaped you into the person you are today? You also said off air that you just came back from New York. Holla. So what was your thoughts on that? Okay. So ask your first question. How LA shaped me? LA has shaped me because LA is very diverse. And I think my family background has shaped me tremendously because being like, you know, when you're black and you grow up in America, you have a dual personality, right? You have to worry about the dominant society, white society, right? Mm-hmm. A majority society, then you have to worry about your blackness. But then when you're African, you have maybe even two more sides. You have to worry about being African, but then foreign. Mm. So it shapes you in a completely different type of, like, way where, like, you're, uh, how can I say, um, you can fit in so many different circles. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you have this, like, Congolese, you better do well in school, and so I can fuck with the honor roll students. Okay. You know what I'm saying, right? And then if you're foreign, I can fuck with, I can understand a Mexican household or I can mm. understand a Persian household or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, my dad's like that too. He's wild. Or my uncle's like that. He's wild. But then we black, so now we understand, like, what it is to be in the skin. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that shapes you... You know, black people, we have to be in so many different hats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just another hat. And then to answer your question about New York, fucking love New York. You know, there's trash everywhere, dollar pizzas. Hey, I'm going to make dollar pizza right now. I've been in L.A. for two months. <laughs> I want dollar pizza so bad. Let me tell you something. Dollar pizza is fucking fire. Yo. Fucking fire. Yo, Y'all don't know how to make pizza here. I'm not even going to give it a try. You know what I'm saying? I'm the wrong person to ask about food because I eat the same thing all the time. All right, all the time. I went to New York and they were, I was like, "Where do you want it?" So let me get like like chicken wings. Like I don't even try different food. You like chicken fingers and fries? Chicken fingers, fries, pizza. You know. What you like the people that make a memes like, "Oh, you travel out the country, what you getting? Yep. Chicken fingers and fries." Yep. That's exactly. Yep. Yep. My cousins were hot. They're like, <laughs> "Please try different food." Like every time I go to Cheesecake Factory, mm-hmm. I'll get like um, fettuccine alfredo. Like, nah, that's there? good. I like to get that from there. Get at me, though. Yeah, because you're from New York, so you got the, the, the pasta shit. Oh, this shit was delicious. <laughs> Extra Parmesan. I love that shit. But um, I love New York, man. The energy, the people that are there. Like, you get to see so many different people. I, I remember I was walking. Mm-hmm. I think in the first hour, I probably heard, like, 15 different languages. Like, yeah, this is crazy. Because in L.A., everything's so spread out. Yeah, I, I feel like in L.A., people don't walk. No, hell no. We, we're car city. We're car and day city. No, we don't walk. And then to touch somebody, like, what the hell are you so close to me for? But New York, people are bumping elbows. You just got to go. Yeah, I feel like New York is 
Yeah, you got you got you got to. You got to be fast. You have to. You take the train there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I flew it from Newark and I took the air Oh, train. I actually live in Jersey, so Newark is like 15 minutes from my house. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It's man, it's amazing cuz the moment I got off the plane, I was like everybody looks tired. <laughs> Nobody sees the sun there. <laughs> I was like God, don't see. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Man. But no, like uh this is great. I love the energy there. Such a contrast. Like I told you off, off the air, I haven't been here. I haven't been in New York in like 10 years. So it was just great to see that type of like energy. In. Would you ever live there? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would. Oh, it's different. Like, I like uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, I like doing comedy in like hard room because it makes you like stronger as a comic, mm-hmm. as a challenge. And not saying like New York is harder than LA because LA is, I mean, you, you've been here like, you can have the you can have the the greatest invention. If somebody doesn't know you, they'll look at you like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like, Yo, yeah, I got the I got the iMac right. right here. Like, well, can somebody refer you? Like, you know, mm. what I mean? you know what I'm saying. So LA is very hard and it's very competitive, but New York is different. Where it's like being there, I was like, "Yo, you get it here, you get it." Like, it's just because mm-hmm. you literally see people getting it. People are walking to where they're getting it, and it also makes it more human mm. because everybody's walking. So it's just like we're all human. Yeah, I. It's just so weird to me here. Like people don't be outside. <laughs> Yo, that's so funny. Oh, I only went Santa Monica, Hollywood Boulevard, where people you can actually see people walking. But mm-hmm. I like the day city, so it's like six a.m. to what ten p.m. eleven p.m. Where New York, it was like eleven. I would see people like, Yo, we about to get it in. I'm like, Yo, it's eleven p.m. I'm tired. You know how many times I took the train late from New York, and like it'd be people outside. Yeah. Mm-mm. And oh, the people walking out the hotel, like, yeah, we finna go out. I'm like, yo, it's 11.30. Like, the club is over. It's like, no, it's New York. Just starting. Yeah, 11 th- that 11.30, I feel like, is a good, like, is a perfect time. 10 is, like, you too early. You probably, the music is going to be ass. You're not going to have fun. 11.30 is, like, I, everybody, like, getting there. The pregame is, like, over. But honestly, I think pregaming is only for, like, younger people. But that's, like, conversation for another time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you young, so you you good with the pregame? Got to like we got a pregame for everything. Where was I going last week? And so my boy. roommate. So what? No, it, I don't even think we were going to like a, a club or anything like that. And she was just like, maybe I should pregame. <laughs> I'm just like, listen, if you if we go to Savoy on a Friday, I got some good African uncles that need visas. I'm telling you. Um, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> You know, I'm a king back home. <laughs> I feel like I'm Jamaican, so I'm hip to all that. Oh, yeah. Why, why? Visa stuff. Shout out to Brianna on my live. I love you so much. You know, black girls, you guys do that thing. When you, you see another black girl, and you guys are like, oh, my God, she looks like she went to HBCU. She real pretty. She independent. Hey, girl. <laughs> black girls do that. Piece of work. No. Um, I forgot what you were my Me being Jamaican, oh, yeah, yeah. not getting scammed for visas, cause yeah. What about emails? Have you answered my uncle's emails? You haven't you haven't sent the oh okay <laughs> okay <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I'm dead. So <laughs> we can moving together. Moving on. New York is the best place on earth. Um. <sighs> You just talked about how you love New York. I love it. I just said it was the best, though. What's the best? Because it's not LA. LA. 
LA is really mediocre, bro. What are you talking about? Everybody moves to LA. LA is incredible. Like, okay, LA. What I thought it was gonna be is not what it is. Same thing I thought about New York. Like, what do you oh, think it's gonna be? I thought New York was gonna be like just this beautiful, aesthetically pleasing place. So I found out it's not New York. It's old York. It's the old city. I feel like when did you ever think New York was going to be aesthetically pleasing? Like, they dead talk about the rats and MTA on social media all the time. Okay, I, see, I don't follow anybody from New York because <laughs> there's nothing to follow New York besides, besides the Yankees. The disrespect you guys show Carmelo Anthony, and I was across the street from Madison Square Garden, is a travesty. The fact that he played in that gym, there's not even a, an arena, that gym, is a disrespect to Carmelo Anthony. Sorry. <laughs> My I bad. Look, I look, no, but New York is dope. All right. Like I told you, I said, I would love it. I love, I love it. Very, di- very different from, from L.A. L.A., I feel like it's cool. I feel like it's, um in L.A., mm-hmm. I feel like since I've been here, I made a lot of great connections yeah. and gotten, like, a lot of great opportunities. Right. But I still feel like it's overrated. No, 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 and no. everyone has this thing, like, I'm so cool, like. Because you, because you know. What I'm it is. so cool, like I, like you have to be this to hang out with me, or you, you have to have this status to go somewhere or get into an event. And I, I feel so bad for you because I'm, I'm gonna answer that because you're not in L.A. You're in Hollywood. Us in L.A. We okay. hate them niggas in Hollywood. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because my friend from real. Compton says the same thing. Yeah, because they're not, they're not real. They're not the essence. Like I hate. Look, them niggas that are in Hollywood. I hate them too. I hate. Yo, you know I'm a producer. I was in the studio. Nigga came in and it's like, shut up. You just live. That's the same way, like, when I was in New York, I was like, I, like, of course I was in Manhattan, but when I was walking around, I was like, I feel like people are just, they're just living. People are just living. That's what we are in LA. Yeah. Like, we're living. Yeah, I feel like in New York, compare, comparing it to, like, Hollywood, Ugh. New York people really don't, like, it's industry people, obviously, in New York. Yeah. But it's just, like, they're so chill, like, regular. We're just living. But you have to also realize, too, like, New York is an old city, so you have like, no, I think of my great grandfather's here. Where in L, in plus in LA, everything's always changing. And there's a lot of transplants. So, oh, too many. I hate them. Yeah, and everyone from that lives out here hates them. They're like, to be honest, it's so messed up because the people that come here, they'd be like, oh, I don't like LA or I don't yeah. like it here, but really they don't like it because of the people that moved here are not because of us. So it's yeah. like we don't even have any control of over uh, that. And then the new people that move here, they create this new persona of themselves because they don't want to act how they were in Wisconsin or the fuck they're from. Yeah, I feel like the people here that are the problematic weird ones are the people that are from, like, Idaho and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Montana and shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Savannah, Georgia. Nah, Savannah, Georgia. That's uh, cool. Here they go. Oh, that's you got people there. Okay. No, it's just like some influencers I follow that like from <laughs> Savannah, and I feel like the like Savannah and like Atlanta, they're cool. Like they're regular. That's like East Coast. The South. It's the South, but to me, like Georgia is like that South East Coast cousin. What about what do you think about people from DC? DC people are cool. No, but it's like East Coast, right? DC yeah. is so weird because it's like East Coast and South. Because I was in Virginia, I was like, Nah, DC is East Coast. People would be like South for DC. Hmm. I hear people say, but to me, like, no. I've been to DC because I I be going to have homecoming. Um, <laughs> of course you do. And that doesn't give me South vibes. Georgia yeah, yeah, yeah. does. Georgia does, but DC yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. give me like South. Okay, moving on. I'm sorry. We are so. Do you have any upcoming projects or anything that you want the people to know about? 
absolutely have too many projects. First of all, okay, so I have this thing called Bantu Boys. We cater to like the Congolese side. We have a podcast that we re- release every mm-hmm. Monday interviewing uh, Congolese talent. We're going to get into the diaspora, but first want to establish as a Congolese talent art ever. We also have a series called In the Meeting Room we just shot, which mm. was a parody of like African politics. So it's like, uh, what is it called? Uh, it's like Veep meets The Office. Mm. If you can like visually see that or whatever. And I play the I play the crooked uh, president or whatever, right? So we just finished shooting that last month. Um, we plan on releasing that like in the summer. We're going to try to put in as many festivals across the can. Okay. So if you guys follow me, I'll be able to uh, share it and you guys can like see it or whatnot. Uh, personally, me, like I said, I do music. I put out a mixtape in January called, it's on Daft Piff called, uh, my rap name is B-Strokes. So me and my cousin K-Keys, um, B-Strokes and K-Keys swagged the mixtape and we just wrapped up with classic beats like Red Man, Tonight's the Night, Biggie Dead, Dead Wrong. Mm, um, love that beat. Yeah, Onyx, Last Days, are there. See, if you're a real hip hop head, you would know Onyx, Last Days, that beat was fire. Anyway, yes. uh, <laughs> then we did, um, finished the album, we're gonna release the album on the 23rd, it's gonna be Swag, the album, and it's like hip hop fused with, uh, um, I would say electronic and trip hop. So like mm. musically, like I since I'm, I told you I'm Congolese. Like I grew up listening to so I grew up listening to Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Papa Wemba in Congo, Fali, Ella Fitzgerald, Tupac, Nas. Mm, got a mix. I have a whole different mix in different languages of music. So like, and we're already working on the second album. I heard ever because. I don't know this mamba mentality or you know mm-hmm. this creative process you know you, you know because you you know you're from you're from the city you're from the east coast but you move out here you just have to work mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter like so we're just constantly working we have a monthly show bantu boys at mingles tea bar every last friday in the month but we have some dope we have comedy um it's actually the bantu boys artist showcase we have comedy improv we have poets and we give singers like a platform where they can come and, like sing in their community or whatever. Oh, like, you know, that's that. dope. Because you know in South LA, there's so much like I was telling you off camera, Inglewood, Compton. There's so much fucking talent right in that area that don't get a place to like showcase their talent. So right. they'll come here. You know, I get to perform. That's but, not super expensive. Oh yeah, we only charge what five dollars a ticket and one tea. That's good. You know what I'm saying? So come feel the vibes or whatever and come meet some like great like. And when did you say it was again? Every last Friday of the month. So this month will be on the 27th. Okay, yeah. So, um, like, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to tell my friend. Let me write this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely tag you. And um, I think this month, who are we going to have? We're going to have uh, Isaiah, Zeke, my younger cousin, saying, and this nigga, it's dope. <laughs> you, know, you watch somebody grow up, and you're like, man, this guy's singing, really? But no, he's actually real dope. And then, um, what else do I have? What else do we have coming up? Coming out? Yeah, we have the, I'm on What's the Hook podcast for season, we're shooting season three. That, oh, for season three is Battle of the Sexes, so it's like men mm. versus women. I like um, stuff like that. I did a couple of Battle of the Sexes episodes. Yo, you should come months. on and be on. You'd be great. Okay. Oh, you got a you got a hell of an opinion. And you got that New York attitude, too. You see, you think you're real. Yeah, look. You think you're like Period. real, like, no, that should be coming out little by little. Someone <laughs> told me the other day, they were like, you're feisty. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Good word. Yeah, feisty. And then, um. I don't know. Is there anything else? We're about to. We're getting ready to shoot this series. Bantu Boys called Weekdays. Um, in probably May or June. Mm-hmm. So we're just we're out, we're out here just working. You know what I'm saying? We're just That's trying to. That's the goal. That's the key to life. Just be just being creative. Just being creative in the day. What about you? Um, honestly, I'm trying to do more written work. Mm, Funny enough, um, because I do like I have a YouTube channel and I have this show. So one of my goals right now, I'm doing a lot of written articles on upcoming artists 
uh, that drop projects yeah. or just like general get to know them on blacktalkradio.com. Okay. So I've been doing that really. Um, and it's been cool because now I'm getting like artists that I necessarily don't have immediate access to that yeah. aren't located in LA or New York or New Jersey. Yeah. So like I'm representing like Chicago artists, stuff like that. Oh. Um, people, I just did an article for this rapper in Virginia. So oh, no. just branching out. Do you mind? I'm gonna send you the mixtape. I'm gonna send you the album. Yeah, for sure. Oh, this is great. Okay. That's listen. You got a network, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really big on networking across too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, you have to, and it's really interesting because like with rap, rap is so, rap is so fucking great, man. Yeah, so- I really love hip hop. Um, I love hip hop culture. That's like really my niche. Uh-huh. Um, I went to I went to Atlanta in undergrad. I was a part of this group called the Hip Hop Think Tank. I wrote like a twenty page article on five percent of rap. So I'm you from New York, so you know five percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love love rap, love it. The root of that's the root. People don't even realize that's the root of rap. Five percent, that ideology, yeah. and mixed in with that Jamaican big uh, what you call it? What do you call? What you call those 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 things? Those radios? Remember Radio Raheem? What are those things called? Um. Speakers. Yeah, speakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Cool Herb from Jamaica brought that in. Yeah, yeah, Jamaica, it's funny because nobody really gives, in hip-hop, Jamaicans a lot of credit. Because if you watch, what like, I okay, look, like, so, like, what's the, one of the greatest albums, The Chronic? There was a lot of Jamaican influence in The Chronic. Yeah, like but, samples. Right. But we don't really talk about how there's a big Jamaican community in South LA. There's a huge. Oh, my gosh, you're serious? Oh, you, you need to go to Stones on Crenshaw? Yo, them beef patties? Nigga. All right, let me write that down. Cause it's I've been fire. really, I've been really trying to find that like so bad. Like I want some Jamaican food so 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 yo, bad. Yo, we know. Yo, I've been this. here for like two months and I feel like I'm dying. Yo, it, you need to go to Lemur Park. Remember that, that Jamaican spot on Lemur Park? I went fire. to Lemur Park for their uh, Black History Month festival. Yeah, it was like. Oh, you? Oh, it's all right. What? It was great. Okay, see, cause you're on the East Coast. It's a little different. But look, you can go to the Jamaican spot on Lemur Park. You know, like. <laughs> It's on the, on the Dugan, right, Avenue. Then you you gotta go to Stones. These beef patties. Yo, that Jamaican lady that be yelling? Oh. Yes, I want a beef patty with cocoa bread. Period. I'm gonna see if I could do Grubhub or something, though. Because I'm, I'm a little lazy. And make sure you get some plantains, too. Okay. Do you eat um, goat curry? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you look like you eat We goat. say curry goat. Hmm. Wow, okay. We say, okay. Do you, do you say plantain or plantain? Plantain. Okay, okay, well, you gotta relax, okay. That's, <laughs> that's a little ghetto. A little ghetto? What? It's plantain. That's how we say it. Plantain? Yeah, that's what? how Jamaicans say it. Anyways. Wagwan. <laughs> what has to be your favorite project you've worked on and why? Oh, that's a great fucking question. Great fucking favorite What can project. I say, man? I could do this in my sleep, man. <laughs> uh, yo, it might be the meeting room. Okay. Being playing that president, like, if there was, I don't care whatever happens in my career the rest of my life, to mm-hmm. play that role, because that role is a fusion of all of my favorite characters George Costanza, Martin Payne, mm-hmm. um, um, Julia Lewis Dreyfus on Veep. I get to be um, Steve Carell on The Office. I get to be all those characters wrapped up in one, which is really like myself. I get, and I can have a little, like, hip hop swag too. Like, right. The director gave me. He let me put just play with it, and it's funny because I was just reading in the audition for it. Mm-hmm. But then when he saw my chemistry with the the co-star, that, oh my phone died. So sorry, lot. <laughs> and um, what you call it? 
he was just like, no, you're the president. I was like, oh, really? He's like, yo, no, you, you, you are this character. This is who you are. I was like, this is exactly who I am. I want to be in power, be corrupt and buy Lambos and have people be hungry and shit like that. Yeah. A little bit in me. So that'd probably be That, that. was your creative Oh, outlet. it was a creative aspect. But the second thing would probably be the, the music. Like, mm-hmm. I've always liked music, but I didn't have the confidence to pursue it because it was like, oh, you have to be like really young, but it's like it's music, it's art. Like, I feel like, no, you don't. You have to be good. Woohoo, well said. I think so too. I think <laughs> if you, because it's just like, I'm out of this way. You gotta, Kristen, you gotta do what makes you happy, man. Life mm-hmm. is short, man. Look at the great Kobe, man. I, I still can't believe this nigga's gone. Favorite yeah. athlete all the time. I, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta do what makes you happy. Fuck people. Period. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Now, if you could work with any artist, who would it be and why? Music, it would be. To work with uh, Kendrick, okay. I, would li- I would love to work with what's his name? Um, oh my goodness, this is, this is the brain is oh my brain's uh, buffering right now. Who's John Coltrane's uh, nephew? I don't know. Oh, John Coltrane's nephew. Yo, Flying Lotus. huh? Flying Lotus. Flying Lotus. I love to work with Flying Lotus. Okay. I like to work with After One, Eloquent. Those are like little trip hop uh, producers and like mm-hmm. ones from one's from LA, other ones from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then um Yeah, I'm just I'm sorry, I have a bunch. If it was like a comedy wise, mm-hmm. I would love to work with uh I would like to write with Dave Chappelle. I would like mm. I would love for him to see like what I'm seeing and see how I can make it better. Right. Um Man, I don't wanna say old I don't wanna say but I, I miss that air for like fucking that mid nineteen nineties Eddie Murphy, even mm. I mean Eddie Murphy now, like, cause Eddie's still Eddie's still fucking hilarious. Probably be that. That's like that's the classic person. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, man, that dude Eddie. Oh man. Yeah, that probably <laughs> probably be that. So, my next question is because you do so many different things. Yes, ma'am. What is like a typical day like for you, or like schedule like, when like if you have a comedy show but you still gotta go to the studio or like how do you manage that? That's great. Great question. So. I do a lot of prep, like prep. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't waste time in the studio because like, I mean, I didn't say this, but like, I have a science background. So like, when I'm very analytical, mm-hmm. right? So like, my creativity comes in like, in, like, the, like organized chaos. Mm-hmm. So like, when I worked on, when I work on the music or, or, or songs or whatever, I have the beat. Producer gives me the beat. Right? I was like, hey, I really like this beat. I have a concept or idea for a song. I'll constantly write, right, right. If I if I can't feel it, I'll walk away from the song, come back to it. So let's say if I have a song and I really like it, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm writing on the song. Let's say it takes me two days to write the song. I'll rehearse it all two days. So for the next two days, it's the only thing I'm working on. Okay. So when I go to the studio, let's say I go to the studio Friday, it's one or two takes. That's good. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I hate, I don't like, you know how niggas be like, man, I'm hanging out in the studio. No, niggas, studio time is not free. It costs mm, money. If I can get two or three songs out, let's get two or three songs out. So I'll rehearse at home, work on, okay, I, this mm-hmm. this beat, whatever. Then my sound engineer is also my, what you call it, we do what's on the podcast together. So we have a good relationship. Right. So like, if it's like, hey, what do you think about this? It'll be one or two takes. Let's get to the next one. Because once we mix and master it, you're going to do something with the mixing and stuff like that or whatever. And then... Um, but I usually go to the studio. I mean, it, de- it depends. Like, if I go er- if I go early in the day, mm-hmm. when I go to a comedy show, I'll go to, like, a couple mics, and then I'll go to a show. So it's always about prepping. I think prepping is great. That's what works for me. Some guys can have an idea, and it just it works. Right. Because it's art, whatever works. For me, it's all about prepping. Do you have a planner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
planner. I'm always on my phone, calendar, schedule. What I do is, you know how everybody has like a vision board? Mm-hmm. I have a yearly vision board, but I have a smaller vision, a monthly vision board. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. So every, every month, I'll be like, hey, you have to do these things or whatever. That's going to lead to the bigger yearly mm-hmm. plan or whatever. So like right now, it's March. I have stuff. Like this was on the list. Okay. And then right. There's, there's nothing better than like like a Christian's interview and um, black uh, talk radio. And mm-hmm. I get to that. It feels good. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So that planner helps me out. Very like organized. That's good. I feel like that's super important. I have a planner. It's so cute. <laughs> um, I got it from. <laughs> bring it out. I got it from Target and. Ooh, it's real nice and thick. It's like a book. I like that. Um, I I work at Target when I'm at home. Uh-huh. Um, and one of my managers got it for me because uh-huh. all the managers love me because they're like, oh, you're in college, like you're working so hard. You are. And a damn interview. That's incredible. <laughs> And I like it because it has different things for each month. Mm. So, like, this one, for those of you guys who obviously cannot see because you're not here. Um, March is self-care isn't selfish. And I think that's so cute because, you know, everyone needs to do self-care. Right, 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 right. And, yeah, I just love my planner. And I think planners are so important. No, it's (laughs) it's so important. Especially when you can visually see what you have to do. Yeah. Before you're like, I got to do this. No, write it down. Because I feel like that also makes you, like, holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Because if you look back and you wrote it down and you realize, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to feel real bad. That's not okay. And then you don't want to add it to the next month because there's more stuff I have to do. Right. You know what I mean? Or yeah. the next week. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes it be like that. Sometimes you just... Oh, yeah. Oh, don't get it twisted. Nobody's perfect. I'm good. <laughs> don't get it twisted. No, no, no. I, that album should have been done last month, but shit happened. I was like, I fucked that. I'm pushing back. Right. What would you say would be the your favorite thing about your career overall? freedom mental mm-hmm. freedom like i'm not doing it for other people i'm doing it for myself mm-hmm. like i mean i don't know i think uh, you gotta you get the older you get you gain perspective experience is the best teacher mm-hmm. there's so many of us that have great ideas on our laptops and in our phones and nigga we keep them there right get that shit out exactly because your purpose or whatever you're trying to do is greater than you and you will help and you can mm-hmm. connect with other people that are like, yo, I've been looking for you. You know what I'm saying? So that freedom, because I mean, a little backstory, I have, a, I have two master's degrees. I was supposed mm-hmm. to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. But I hate being in the hospital. I hate seeing people sick. Mm-hmm. But I have all these ideas and this, that, and creativity. It's like, nah, man, life is short, man. Life is, life is, <laughs> life yeah. is fucking short. Look what's happened in, in the hip hop community in the past like year. For real. You know what I'm saying? All the people we've lost. And, you know, even though it's not hip-hop, but, you know, I was talking about the Black Mamba or whatever, but, you know, mm-hmm. hip-hop and sports and basketball is going hand-in-hand. Hand yeah. They're like, yo, what the fuck is happening? And now we got corona. Not a... Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, and now we got corona. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better wash your hands. Yeah, yo. You know, you know who doesn't really care about coronavirus? I'm certain that just laughs at it. Magic Johnson. Because he's had the hardest virus. He had a, a human immunodeficiency. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's coronavirus? I'm dead. <laughs> if you could leave the listeners with one thing to remember about you, what would it be? This is your last question. Uh, persistent, consistent, doesn't give a fuck about what people think. That's what you should leave. Believe in yourself. Self-belief. Period. Yeah. Believe in yourself. 
and that's on period thank you so much for coming tonight no, this sister, was a thank you that my was sister. a great great interview i'm humble she's a great interviewer and she's very fun oh thank you and i love this fuzzy sweater you have on oh target target yes it looks like it's like uh what's it called like h&m <laughs> um yeah h&m is a little problematic uh, uh, right 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 <laughs> oops oops i don't no. stop i walk by but thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Drop, drop your socials. Oh, Blake Oziza Wisa Jr. B I L E K O A Z I Z A W I S S A J R and Bantu Boys B A N T U B O Y Z. Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Holla. Also, if that was too much for you, he's going to be on my page. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, it's, it's a whole thing. Because I know y'all, y'all be on the lazy tip. Oh, they're so lazy. They don't want to ever. Work really... hard. Mamba mentality. Yes. To find me. Word. If you really, if you really want to find him. Yeah, Mamba mentality. You're going to do it. Calling you out. Period. But Shots. thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Ayana, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-A-Y-A-N-A-H. And, of course, Black Talk Radio. Just Black Talk Radio. No underscores, no spaces. And, yeah, thanks, guys. Bye.